Tale of Two Hygienists presents this week's tip-isode. Quick and easy tips to keep you up to date and presented by the experts in the profession. Now, get ready for your unofficial tip-isode. This week, brought to you by GC America. Okay, so we are still live at ADA, and we're going to have a really great conversation with Dr. Brian Novi. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> it seems like we just did one of these here at ADA recently. I know. I'm, can, may I just say, yes. thanks for having me back a third time. I know. You're Crazy. a three-peat. You're a three-peat. Do I get a jacket? Or is it after five I mean, you get the jacket? Can I, what, which award would you like more? The the fact that you're a three-peat on our podcast or the one that you just received in ADA? Well, I think, honestly, I think I think you, more people in, in the Tipisode audience will... Um, will know your jacket than the award I'm getting from the ADA because it's a it's an invite only reception. Oh. Yeah, we're way cooler than that anyway. We're way cooler. Well, we want to have a really fun conversation. You were actually just telling me about a conversation that you had about hygienists and how we are going to fight the stigma of shaming patients and all that goes along with that. So tell us what this what just happened with a conver- uh, with the, your lab person. I can't believe my story had that big an impact on your life, Michelle. So it thanks did. For, I'll thanks think about for it forever. Continuing I'll dream the, about the it drama. tonight. <laughs> so, it, well, thanks for, so again, thanks for asking. The, I called up my lab liaison, and I work with a lab that has a dental hygienist who is my lab liaison. So she goes over all my lab cases with me. And, and she, I told her that I, I was giving a presentation on, on prevention. And she said, oh, man, I would have lo- you would have loved having me work for you. You know what I always used to do with every single patient? I would scrape the plaque off the teeth that was there. It was just disgusting. And I would hold a big glob of plaque on the end of the explorer and hold it in front of the patient's eyes as they laid in the chair. And they'd say, look at this. This is disgusting. This is what I'm pulling off your teeth. You, would, and I, I, you probably would have loved that. And I thought. You have no idea how different my practice is from that that model of. I'm just going to call it shaming, which yeah, I think is it is, is it it doesn't work, and it's I think it's really sad that we as healthcare professionals continue to think that the way to actually get a patient to change their behaviors, make them feel guilty, make yeah. them feel like they're dirty, make them feel like they've done something wrong, and. If we all just stopped for a second and thought, when was the last time I actually wanted to listen to someone who was telling me that there was something wrong with me and I'm doing something, I'm, I'm to blame or I'm guilty of something, you immediately stop wanting to, to listen to that individual. So if we as oral health care champions, providers, clinicians, whatever you want to call us, if we could just change that dialogue, I think we'd be a heck of a lot more effective because holding plaque in front of a patient and saying, this is disgusting, I got this out of your mouth, how could you, you know? I don't think that has the same effect as disclosing one or two teeth with something like triplaque ID gel, which allows you to start having a conversation about, see this plaque that's growing on this tooth right here, it's new, it hasn't been there for very long, and it's not at a pH which is gonna cause any damage to your teeth. But this plaque over here, this light blue color, that tells us that it's actually causing a cavity right now. And isn't it interesting that this area in your mouth is very pri- is very ripe for cavities, but this area isn't. and. Would you like to know more about why this area is more cavity prone than this area? And just 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 pose the question instead of saying there's something wrong with you. You've got disgusting plaque on your teeth, which they don't. Let's be honest. The mouth is supposed to have plaque, right? <laughs> it's I mean, not come all on. bad. The mouth is supposed to have yeah. plaque. Yeah, yeah. Good bacteria everywhere. The exactly. gut, the mouth. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Good germs, bad germs. So you can have. Um, I, I think looking into how can we have different. Uh, how can we create different, differently framed conversations for our patients, which allow them to kind of guide the conversation? We can just encourage 
some behavior change or some educational components of it rather than I need to tell you to do something different. No, you don't need to tell them to do something different. Yeah, you feel you need to, but when are we, again, when are we going to learn? It doesn't work. So ask permission to share some information with your patients. Use a disclosing agent as a conversation starter and don't fall into the trap of disclosing every single tooth in the mouth because that's just a nightmare waiting to happen of you having to remove a bunch of disclosed plaque that you, you can't because I think anyone who really discloses plaque and does it with on a on a regular basis with patients realizes, oh yeah, yeah, you can't apply this everywhere because you'll never be able to get it all off. Well, I do that, but only because I use airflow by oh, well, management. Then, oh, well, then. Well, and wow. I, yes, it's, oh gosh, it's amazing. It's amazing. But the conversation, it shifts. And, you know, for so long I was talking to patients, I was trying to explain this phenomenon in their mouth about how the bacteria was, you know, growing and it was maturing and becomes, you know, uh, like, you know, have these 700 colonies happening. And I was like trying to paint this like crazy picture for them. And the whole time I just needed to put triplex ID on their mouth. And then they go, and I would always have these stoic patients come back and they're like, I don't want to see any of that purple this time. And I'm like, Wait, wait, you were listening? You saw this? They oh remember, you remember which color we're looking yes, for. Yes, it's so great. And we also, I think it's what you're saying, what I'm hearing and what we talk about a lot is that we're shifting the conversation away from like shame, shame, shame. Look what you haven't done. To look, what do you want to do? What can you do? What would you do? Can you afford to do? What do you have time to do? And we know it's not going to be perfect after because we know behavior change is hard. So they're not going to remove all of the plaque in their mouth. And if that's the case, what are the other options? What should they have in their regimen if they're not going to remove I'm all that plaque? I'm so glad you brought that up because you're right. We all know it's going to take you at least 20 minutes of solid brushing and flossing to achieve a plaque score that's anywhere close to single digits. So we have to be honest with ourselves that no amount of oral hygiene instruction in our office is going to get a patient to achieve a 0% plaque score. However... We have products that we can use for patients that if we, you know, like if you add CPPA, CPR, am I paste into the mix with some fluoride around like am I paste plus or um, am I paste one or um, now the new am I paste for kids? Yep. These, these different products work on that plaque that's residual in the mouth. And so we, we provide them with supplemental ions so that plaque can be, can be made a little bit more gentle yeah. and benign. Right. And so maybe, well, not maybe. Now we have the ability to say, and when you don't remove everything, it's not the end of the world because you're using a product which will actually help neutralize what you leave behind. But that doesn't mean we don't have to remove it. It means that we have a little bit more of a safety net than we've had before with that, with that really cool technology which can neutralize acids. And what a dream that is to hear if you are a caregiver and you're caring for someone else's mouth or you are a person that is struggling physically with their dexterity or just their fine motor skills. Like, it's what a dream to have an option and know that you don't have to remove every little, you know, stitch of plaque in the mouth and there's options. Yeah. 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 So, well, this was a fabulous conversation. I can't believe we talked about disclosing. <laughs> Why are the people, ADA? How do we get more people to disclose their patients? I think we need to give hygienists more time. If you're a dentist oh, listening to this episode, if you're a dentist what? listening to this episode, come on. Come on. If you're expecting your hygienists to get patients healthy in 45 minutes oh, and you get the same amount possible. of time for every single patient, think about altering your systems to deliver care in a way that maybe makes it a little bit more personalized and gives your your team the the time they need to have those difficult conversations that takes a little bit of time to build that rapport you're going to see the return on that 
in excess of what you are if you just continue to say, you got 45 minutes and there is no downtime between patients anymore, so you should get in there, get that room clean, and get in and get out, get in and get out, we gotta have production. If, in, if the pandemic has taught us anything, we've got to slow down and get better with what we're doing each time we have that ability, that time with the patients. I never thought there would come a time when a patient who needed, my, who needed to come see me would be told by the government, you can't. And my heart broke for my patients who were high caries risk, who were waiting for crowns and root canals. And, um, and it, it, it taught me that we need, if, any, if we take anything away from the pandemic, we, we've got to take away the, the idea that we can take the time we need to provide appropriate health care and do it well and do it right and have a little bit more time with our patients to communicate about why they continue to develop the disease, share that information with them so they can go decide what they're going to do with it rather than what they can't do anymore. Like, you can't eat candy anymore. Ugh. Such a good ending point. Thank you again for a wonderful conversation. Thanks for listening to another Tipisode. And thank you to GC America for sponsoring this week's episode. You can find out more about their great products at gcamerica.com. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And head over to our website, atalatuhygienist.com, to sign up for our newsletter. And we always appreciate ratings and reviews. Thanks again for listening to your unofficial dental hygiene podcast.